So in terms of the current situation, we've got 159 fires burning across the province. That includes five new fires that started yesterday. Since April 1st, the BC Wildfire Service has responded to 1,217 fires across the province that have burned an estimated 1,163,210 hectares. Once again, that number, 1,163,210. That is very much an estimate and will likely fluctuate up and down as we get more accurate uh, parameters mapped on these fires, but certainly a historically significant number. Estimated cost to date for the BC Wildfire Service, $484.7 million. There's currently 3,500 personnel working under the BC Wildfire Service across the province. That includes 466 other province personnel and 1,565 contractors from the BC forest industry. We have 166 aircraft flying throughout the province today in support of our ground crews. And as they have been for the past two months, our efforts are remaining focused uh, first and foremost on the safety of responders and the public and uh, keeping our highway routes open should there be uh, further need for evacuations. In terms of the weather, uh, today we definitely have a bit of a shift occurring. Uh, we've got a bit of front moving southeastward across the province, kind of going from the northwest to the southeast. With that, we are going to be seeing some unstable weather. Uh, in some areas, that is going to be translating into rain. Uh, in other areas, uh, it is going to be mainly wind and potentially some isolated uh, thunder showers. Uh, unfortunately, um, this wind is going to, uh, you know, definitely affect some of the fires we've got burning throughout the province. Uh, it's not looking like we're going to see much rain reach the East Kootenays, where we have a number of fires. That's definitely cause for concern, given that there is going to be some wind in there. We're expecting some potential lightning in the southeastern corner of the province as well, uh, and uh, it'll be unclear uh, yet as to whether uh, that's going to be coming with much rain. Saturday, the same pattern continues, but the rain starts making its way steadily further south and further east. Uh, definitely a good amount of rain on the coast. Showers more so uh, in the east, eastern mountain. And again, some gusty winds around that. There's going to be a good smattering of rain right across the southern half of the province Saturday, but again, not far uh, enough into the southeast part of the province to affect the fires that we've got burning uh, in the East Kootenays right now. Uh, another phenomenon that's going to um, uh, kind of lift with this system is that um, we've got uh, uh, we've had smoke quite soft in uh, across most of southern BC. With this shift in the weather, that smoke is going to lift. Now, that's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's going to increase visibility. Obviously, it's going to improve air quality. But with that smoke gone, particularly in the southeastern part of the province, that smoke has actually been lessening the fire activity we've been seeing out there. It reflects a lot of heat from the sun. It traps more moisture closer to the ground. So with that smoke gone, we are likely going to see an increase in fire activity in that area, uh, given that it's now going to be getting heated directly from the sun, uh, whereas up until now it's been, been quite shaded. Sunday to Tuesday, we fall into a pretty mild pattern, uh, fairly flat across the province, generally dry. Temperatures are going to increase from where they were Friday, Saturday. No real features in there in terms of wind or rain. Wednesday to Friday, we see potentially another uh, low-pressure system coming across the province. Um, initially, on mainly on the coast and central interior, showers kind of working their way into the south. Uh, depending on how that system plays out, this could be our best chance for some real good widespread rain across southern BC that we've seen in weeks. Uh, so that is almost a week out, so we don't put uh, we don't put too much credence into that yet, um, just given that 
forecasting rain uh, too far ahead of time is, is fairly difficult, but uh, potentially uh, potentially uh, beneficial if that rain does arrive. However, as we've seen with a number of the patterns and uh, features that have come in this year, uh, that is likely going to be bringing some rain, uh, some wind, I should say, with it as well. Uh, Saturday and Sunday uh, of next week, again, looking warmer and drier with that uh, upper low being a fairly temporary uh, fixture. So in general, you know, we are seeing a shift, uh, potentially some more fall-like weather ahead of us, but for some parts of the province, as I emphasize, particularly the southeast part of the province, um, it is going to bring wind and potentially lightning, but probably not a whole lot of rain. So uh, that is definitely cause for concern. We're, we're expecting a challenging few days on some of those fires in the East Kootenai, uh, but we're hoping that elsewhere we might see this rain uh, give us a bit of a reprieve on some of our major fires, certainly in the southern interior uh, and in the Caribou region as well. Quick wrap on some of our uh, notable fires. Uh, Finley Creek Fire, approximately seven and a half kilometers southwest of Peachland. Currently estimated at 2,139 hectares and 15% contained. Uh, we have uh, put in an area restriction around this fire, uh, basically for the purposes of public safety. It's a popular recreational area. We do want to keep people out of there for their own safety. Uh, on site today, we've got 61 personnel uh, with air support and heavy equipment. Um, definitely some, some good progress made out there. Um, evacuation orders and alerts do remain in place, uh, both through the central Okanagan and Okanagan Smokamine Regional District as the fire is burning on, the, on both sides of the, uh, the boundary between those two, uh, those two governments. Um, I had uh, alluded to some of those fires in the East Kootenai before, so uh, I'll uh, kind of hit three of, of most concern. The Lamb Creek Fire, which is uh, near the community of Moye, uh, about 18 kilometers southwest of Cranbrook, uh, 1,654 hectares in size. Uh, this is a fire that has led to evacuation alerts and orders uh, by the Regional District of East Kootenai. Uh, we've uh, got 58 personnel out there today, and uh, additional resources are arriving daily. Uh, again, this is an example of a fire that's been burning with fairly low intensity over the last few days, um, given how smoky it's been, but we do expect that it's going to change uh, in the days going forward. The St. Mary's River Fire, which is about 14 kilometers northeast of Cranbrook, uh, just near the Cranbrook Airport there. Uh, Size and containment on the fire is static, but we are now considering it to be uh, being held, meaning we don't expect it to grow any further. Good progress out there today for the most part, uh, just mopping up at this point. And the Leafletter Creek Fire, uh, which is down to the south uh, on the border uh, between the U.S. and Canada, near the community of Newgate on the western shore of Lake Kukanusa, currently estimated at 927 hectares in size on the Canadian side of the border, and about 8,500 hectares on the U.S. side of the border. Uh, lots of work going on out there as well, and with all three of those fires, uh, evacuation alerts and order information can be found through the uh, Regional District of East Kootenai website, which is rdek.bc.ca. Moving up to the Caribou region, the Plateau Complex, uh, largest wildfire in the province's history, Size of that fire, 521,024 hectares in size. Currently, 681 firefighters working on that incident. Uh, we, for the purposes of managing the fire, have cut it into two sides with an incident management team on either side of it. This is an area where we had a bit of precipitation overnight, um, and uh, our forecasting will be some more precipitation, some more rain over the next few days. 
the Hampsville Risky Creek wildfire, six kilometers southwest of William Blake, uh, currently estimated at 329,000 hectares in size and 50% contained. Uh, 140 firefighters on that incident right now. Um, this is also an incident where we're receiving uh, assistance from the Canadian Armed Forces. Um, yesterday, uh, some, some good progress, particularly on some hot spots that were detected uh, along Highway 20. Uh, generally, though, uh, the fire has certainly been less active over the last while and also an area where we're likely to see some rain over the next few days. And then the Elton Hill wildfire uh, north of Cache Creek, currently estimated at 192,725 hectares and 50% contained. 480 firefighters on this incident. Right now, uh, again, uh, this also experienced some rain overnight and uh, likely I could get some more showers over the next few days. Um, this is also an area where we have had some improved visibility as some of that smoke is lifted uh, starting yesterday, which allowed us to uh, get in with uh, aircraft, particularly on the northern flank of the fire. Uh, with that, uh, just a roundup of the uh, current restrictions, uh, prohibitions we have in place. Uh, all Crown land within the Rocky Mountain Natural Resource District in these Kootenays does remain closed to public access. It's a pretty extraordinary measure that we've taken. Uh, I mentioned the fires that we've got burning in that area. There's many others that uh, I, I did mention off the top. Uh, a lot of these are out-of-control fires, and with those winds forecast over the next little while, uh, there's a high likelihood those fires are going to uh, continue burning. Uh, this is also an area with a lot of limited uh, egress routes in and out. So uh, we have taken this step to make sure people don't find themselves trapped up there if uh, fire activity changes suddenly. Uh, we are still broadly encouraging people to stay out of the backcountry uh, in the Caribou, Kamloops, and Southeast fire centers. Uh, we do have off-road vehicle prohibitions in place for those three fire centers, and that has been the case for over a month now. Um, if folks are going to be heading out to any BC parks or rec sites in the area, we do recommend that they check ahead with those uh, websites, uh, sitesandtrailsbc.ca or bcparks.ca to make sure that the area they're coming to is open. Uh, of course, we do have a campfire ban in place for all of southern BC. It has been rescinded in the Prince George and Northwest fire centers. It was also uh, not in place in High Squai or on the Fog Zone, which is a uh, stretch of land on the uh, westernmost uh, coast of Vancouver Island. Of course, we remind everyone to be vigilant uh, with any uh, activity that could spark fire, and of course, to call us immediately at 1 800 663 5555 or star 5555 on a cell phone. Um, if they spot a uh, wildfire or someone violating our uh, our prohibitions. And that concludes my update, so I'll pass it over to Chris Duffy, uh, Executive Director of Operations with Emergency Management BC. Thank you, Kevin. Again, Chris Duffy, Executive Director of Operations, Emergency Management BC. Uh, here at our Keating headquarters and our regional operations centers, we continue to be fully activated to support local authorities and First Nations. Uh, snapshot today, there are currently 19 evacuation orders and an estimated 4,808 people on evacuation order, 37 evacuation alerts, and an estimated number of people on alert, 11,622. Just over the past 24 hours, the Caribou Regional District has downgraded a number of evacuation orders in the Batnuni Lake area to the northeast of Nazco and west of Tibbles Road to the Fraser River, south of Connell. These areas remain on evacuation alert. 
The district has also downgraded an evacuation order to an evacuation alert south of Highway 20 to the Gang Ranch and east of Fraser River as of yesterday afternoon. Additionally, the regional district of Bulkley Nechaco has rescinded their evacuation alerts entirely, and you can check their website at www.rdbn.bc.ca for more information on that. These updates and downgrades are a sign that our situation is still moving in a positive direction, uh, but as Kevin noted, still a fair bit of hazard out there. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about some of the uh, people that are out supporting the effort. So aside from the BC Wildfire Service who continue to work tirelessly, Canadian Armed Forces are supporting their efforts and approximately 650 staff out in the field. The Office of the Fire Commissioner has over 100 staff out supporting uh, with uh, structure protection specialists and specialist crews with uh, FCU or structure protection units in various regions around the province. The RCMP has had an additional 600 police officers and support personnel dedicated to support wildfire operations from evacuation alerts and orders to checkpoints and patrols. And these officers were in addition to the local RCMP uh, that were maintaining their duties around the province. These personnel are just a few of many who have worked extraordinarily hard since the start of the season. And uh, lastly, would like to acknowledge some of the efforts from the private sector, people who have stepped up and gone above and beyond in support of the province and communities. And this includes people from small businesses like restaurant owners, organizations, uh, new and old local companies and national level corporations, NGOs and religious organizations. And some of you may have seen uh, these efforts on the ground. Others are busy behind the scenes, just that tireless support to help with resiliency and recovery. So thank you uh, to each of those organizations for their continued efforts and support. And I'll turn it back over to you, Kevin. Well, fantastic. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, next, we'll have an update from Norm Park, Executive Director of Highway Operations with the Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure. Thanks, Kevin. So not much change on the highways front since the call on Wednesday. We still have two highways closed in BC due to wildfire. Uh, Nasco Road west of Cornell is closed between Udi Forest Service Road and Snaking River Forest Service Road, a total distance of about 32 kilometers. There is a local detour available using Blackwater and Batnuni Roads. And Highway 24 remains closed between Lone Butte and Sheraton Lake, a distance of about 23 kilometers. Uh, Non-commercial traffic can detour using Horse Lake Road, and we're asking commercial traffic to detour using Highway 16 and 5 or 97 and 1. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, drivers are uh, asked to take care in burned-out areas such as Highway 20 and watch out for uh, livestock on the highways. Uh, we are working to repair fences, but it is going to take a, uh, a fair bit of time. A lot of fences got destroyed. The latest on the road updates, uh, please check drivebc.ca or follow us on Twitter at drivebc, at, at drivebc. And finally, as Kevin said, if you see a fire uh, adjacent to a highway, pull over and use star 5555 on your cell phone to report it. I can't uh, overemphasize the number of times that the Wildfire Fire Service has fought on all fires close to the highway and stopped them from becoming big fires that lead to extended exposures. They've done an amazing job 
and it's with the help of the public uh, and getting those buyers noticed early that they're able to do that. So thank you. Uh, Kevin, back to you. Terrific. Okay, so that does uh, conclude our prepared updates for the call. So we'll move over to the question and answer portion. Uh, a reminder, uh, available for questions today will be myself from the BC Wildfire Service, Chris Duffy from Emergency Management BC, Norm Parks with the Ministry of Transportation and Infrastructure, uh, Don Roberts, Communications Manager with the RCMP, and uh, we've also been joined by Major Joel Cote uh, from the Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, so, Operator, we can uh, move it over to the queue at this time. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please dial 01 on your keypad to withdraw your question and can press the button. So we'll wait a few minutes here to see if anybody comes up, but at the moment we don't have anybody. Okay, so our first question comes from Sheila Scott from CTV Vancouver. Please go ahead. Hey, Kevin. Um, this is directed to you, and you touched on this earlier, but I'm just looking for a very faint clip. But um, some of the rain that you guys are going to be seeing uh, over the next couple of days, what impact are you expecting this to have on the overall big picture of the wildfire situation? Yeah, it's certainly going to be a, a welcome reprieve for a few days. Uh, I don't think we're going to see uh, rain in terms of the volume that is going to put these fires out by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, any any moisture is welcome just given how dry it is out there, uh, even into September uh, that we're seeing. Um, but it, it's not going to uh, end fire season by any stretch of the imagination. Um, having said that, though, it, it will be beneficial in the areas that we see it. Uh, but as I said, unfortunately, we're expecting um, some areas of concern, particularly the East Kootenays, uh, won't see that rain. Thank you. Thank you. Our next question comes from Randy Shore from the Vancouver Sun. Please go ahead. Hi, Kevin. Talking for the second time today. Um, uh, one of the things that I was looking for, and I don't know if you've been able to acquire it, was uh, an idea of how many injuries or mandates you've lost uh, to injury among your firefighting personnel. Yeah, Randy. So yeah, we are we are working on that for you as per our conversation this morning. I I don't have that uh, at hand right now. Um, certainly, there have been you know injuries uh, through BC Wildfire Service staff. Uh, in so far, there's been nothing uh, major, nothing life threatening. Um, which, quite frankly, when you consider what we've gone through over the last few months, uh, the the scale and the magnitude of this season, I think is is a huge beneficial takeaway that we have to uh, come away with from the season that despite everything that's gone on, uh, there has not been any uh, major injuries or, or fatalities, I think is, is actually quite extraordinary. Um, but yeah, in terms of the numbers and the man hours, uh, we are working on that for you and uh, it should be back by the end of the day. All right, Kevin, thanks very much. Not a problem. Thank you. And that was the last question that we had in queue. So again, if you would like to ask a question, please dial zero one. It doesn't seem like you have any further questions at this time. Okay, fair enough. Well, uh, thanks to everyone for calling in today. Uh, as I mentioned, we'll be having our next call at 1 p.m. on Monday, September 11th. Uh, if there's any follow-up questions for any of the folks who joined us on the call today, they can be directed to the media line at the Joint Information Center, area code 778-698-7452. Once again, 778-698-7452. Thanks a lot, and I hope everyone has a great weekend.